1: and my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Hello, Riley here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, July 12, 2023. Stand up for your country. Big story today the FBI chief Christopher Wray testifying before the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, as I expected, Wray didn't offer very much. But uh, I have to say that the Congress people, pretty lame um, across the board. And I'll explain why that is. Um, American people were not well served by this today. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. So if the most powerful law enforcement agency in the world, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, is compromised by politics, this country and the world has a problem. That's where we start. So the director is Christopher Wray. He was appointed by Donald Trump on June 7, 2017. And uh, he comes across as a staid, S-T-A-I-D, man, but he has certainly allowed the Bureau to get out of control. There is no question about that. Is he as bad as his predecessor, James Comey? No. But Ray is either incompetent or corrupt, one or the other. So you got him in the room. Okay? But... He emerges pretty much unscathed. So before I get to the proof of this, I want to give you a poll taken by Fox News uh, late June. Very simple. Do you have confidence in the FBI? No. 40. Yes, 59. Okay. Now, That is because the agents who are in the field across country are very good at what they do, and they don't have, most of them, a political bent. Now, there are offices like Richmond, Virginia that do, but I think Americans are separating the actual agents from the hierarchy in Washington. I just want to put that out there. So there were 19 Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee today. Not one wanted to know anything negative about the FBI. Not one. In fact, all they wanted to do in this hearing today was bash Donald Trump. Go. So to sum up, President Trump had many, many chances to voluntarily comply with FBI and DOJ's request. Instead, he made the choice to keep these highly classified defense and national security documents, apparently because he wanted a souvenir. We are here today because MAGA Republicans will do anything to protect Donald
0: Trump, their savior, no matter how unfounded or dangerous it may be
1: to do so. I mean, Trump wasn't even involved with this at all, other than the FBI raid on Ma-a-Lago, okay, which was legal. They acted, the bureau acted under a warrant. Should have it taken place that way? No. But beside that, that's it. But every Democrat, they want to divert attention away from corruption within the FBI onto Trump. And that's what they're going to do on every issue, every time, all day, from now until the election of 2024. Now, as I predicted yesterday, um, Ray... Wasn't really going to answer any questions. Go.
0: Needless to say, the, the injunction itself is a subject of ongoing litigation, uh, and so I'll, I'll decline to comment further. As you know, this is a very active, ongoing investigation, and there are some restrictions on that. It's an issue of commenting on ongoing criminal investigations, which is something that, by longstanding department policy, we are restricted in doing, it and can't speak to the specifics.
1: It's not true. He can speak to the specifics of anything he wants as long as he does not convict someone who has been charged. So notice the word policy. It's his policy. He can make up any policy he wants. Now, these were the primary issues at that hearing today. First, were there FBI plans on January 6th? Okay. Okay. Did the FBI have undercovers inside the Capitol riot? Now, we know that the FBI was warned weeks in advance that violence may have take place on January 6th, and he did nothing about it, alerted no one. That's what should have zeroed in on with Ray. You knew you did nothing. Why? The question wasn't even asked by the Republicans. Stunning. Second issue, did the FBI go to social media companies and tell them not to run the Hunter Biden story? Yes or no? Now, it's on the record from Twitter, they did. The FBI agents did that. Did Ray know that? Again, wasn't specific. These are simple questions. I'm a simple man. Did your agents go to Twitter or any other social media company and tell them not to run certain stories, like the Hunter Biden laptop? Yes or no. Third, did the FBI target Catholic churches? Now, Ray addressed that a little bit because the evidence is overwhelming against the Richmond office that it did. And Ray said, "Well, when I found out about it, I was, I was outraged," and I and. It's under investigation now, and we're going to do something later this summer. That's what Ray's answer was. Okay. Now, the big story is the Biden family finance story. And the best guy on this was a congressman that I have criticized in the past, Matt Getz. Go.
2: Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director?
0: I'm not going to get into commenting on that.
2: You, you you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens?
0: A- absolutely not. The FBI well, does you won't not It que- has no well, hold interest on. in you won't
1: protecting the anyone about about whether or not. Okay, but the question, Matt, wasn't framed properly. You've got to ask him yes or no questions. You, you know he's not going to say, oh yeah, we're protecting the Bidens. Now, I know the Republicans in the House want to get on record, but you have other opportunities to do that. In your five minutes of questioning, you pin him down. All right. You had the Hunter Biden laptop. The FBI had it. They verified that it was Hunter Biden who put this stuff in the machine. Yes. Yes. Then how could your agents go to Twitter and tell them it might be Russian disinformation or whatever? That's what you do. You build a stair step. All right? This is what I do for a living. Now, people think, well, they erect a a congressman or a senator that these are brilliant people. They're not brilliant people. They don't know how to interview. But you've got to anticipate what Ray Shrewd-Ombre is going to do and say. All right, I'm going to go over this again because it's important. These are the questions that should have been asked and were not to Christopher Ray one, did the FBI have any role in assisting the IRS in the Biden family investigation? Any role at all? If he said yes, then you say, what was that role? If he says no, he could be lying under oath. Okay. Second question. Mr. Ray, did you know FBI agents were meeting with social media corporations and discussing information? Did you know that? Yes or no? What did you know? If he answers yes. If he answers no, then he's an incompetent boob. His people are going to Silicon Valley and he doesn't know it. Third. What specific discipline have you taken against FBI personnel for these social media meetings where Twitter itself, from its own files, has said the FBI came in and said, don't run the Hunter Biden laptop stuff? What discipline have you taken, Mr. Ray? Okay. And fourth, is it your responsibility to investigate charges? that have been given by whistleblowers to you and the FBI about corruption on the part of President Biden. Remember, the FBI held back the whistleblower memo where the accusation was then Vice President Biden got money from his son and brother. They held it back. It had to threaten Ray with contempt of Congress to have him give that up. And he gave it up in a redacted form. Didn't make it public. Okay? Why? You Why did it take that threat of contempt of Congress for you to give it up? Why didn't you just come on in when asked? Again, I'm a simple man. These are simple questions. None of them are asked. So, Reagan, tonight, well, I'm talking to you. He's got his martini. He's not in any danger. His boss, Mary Garland, is going to protect him and Biden's going to protect him because he's protecting them. That's the swamp. And that's the memo.
2: Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.
1: Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy genius life insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. That's policygenius.com. All right, let's get another point of view on this. Joining us from Miami, Nicole Parker, FBI agent for 12 years. And uh, she follows the agency, obviously, as an alumni, uh, very, very closely. In my talking points memo, did I make any mistakes or was I unfair, Ms. Parker?
3: First of all, thank you for um, having me. I, you know, this is kind of what we anticipated that it was going to be. When Chris Wray comes in to testify, you can expect that he's probably going to deflect on many or most of the answers. Um, you know, a lot of times the answer is, you know, it's an ongoing federal investigation. We cannot discuss that. That's an ongoing personnel matter, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I think that Americans want to know the truth. They feel like they are seeing this politicization happening and what's what's happening to fix it. There, there is no fix to this. And so I think that's what Americans were anticipating today. They wanted to hear Chris Wright testify under oath and understand the status of all of these concerns, one politicization issue after another at the FBI.
1: And we didn't get that, correct?
3: You know, a lot of us are left with uh, unanswered questions. Like I said, there's an easy way to deflect answers. You know, say it's ongoing sure, investigation, it's on to, that's an ongoing it. personnel matter, that's uh, right. you know, protected, things of that sort.
1: Right. Very easy to do it. Now, you're a professional A law enforcement agent, and you know how to interview witnesses and uh, people who are charged with crimes. I didn't see any perceptive questions in that hearing today. Uh, Obviously, Democrats, they didn't want a part of it, but the Republicans wanted to make speeches rather than interrogate. Is that how you saw it?
3: Um, you know, it's a chance for people to say what they want to state in front of Christopher Ray and get his reaction. But yes, I do agree that many times it's not as much of an interview and um, a testimony as it is stating what they want to get out and for the American public to hear.
1: Making a speech. You were in the FBI for five years under Ray. You were in Miami most of the time, correct?
3: I was in the Miami division my entire time at the FBI.
1: Okay. Did you see? And remember, you work for Comey, who has been proven to be very political. Did you see a change in the bureau under Ray when he came in?
3: So I was an FBI agent under Robert Mueller, um, and then James Comey, and then Christopher Ray. Uh, when Christopher Ray came in, we all knew that he was coming in because Jim Comey had been fired um, after the Operation Crossfire Hurricane, and. It it was a different leadership style and that um, Christopher Wray was not as much in the public eye. He was not out there speaking to the media as frequently as we were seeing Jim Comey. Um, We were trying to regain our trust with the American people after what had occurred with Operation Crossfire Hurricane. And unfortunately, that politicization seemed to have continued even under Christopher you know, even under Christopher Ray,
1: Did agents in Miami discuss that? Were they all in agreement with what you just said, that the Bureau is becoming more politicized under Ray?
3: So I wouldn't say all agents feel the same. I think that as an FBI agent, you have relationships with those in your own field office in the Miami division, but also field offices across the nation. You know, whether you're involved in something that appears to be political, I was working violent crime, crimes against children, uh, human, human traf- trafficking, uh, you know, active shooters, things of that sort. And the politicization was seeping in regardless of what type of violation you were working. I tried to just focus on my violent crime cases but because of the constant barrage of politicization, it was difficult to ignore what was happening. Can you and so me, I would say agents me... agents all over the country, okay, well, wait, we I all to start... saw it happening. I just
1: want to talk about you. Can you give sure. me an example of, mm-hmm. of what you saw in your right. investigations as far as politics are concerned?
3: So my particular investigation, I did not see politics involved because I was working violent crime. Most of my career, white collar crime, violent crime, human trafficking, crimes against children, active shooters, mass shooters, things of that sort. But what I did see was that constantly there was a barrage of information and we were hearing about the investigations many times occurring out of WFO or Washington headquarters, such as, uh, you know, Operation Crossfire Hurricane, I had nothing to do with that, but we all heard about that. And we were all, you know, when Chris Ray came in and there were all of these changes that were made to the process, again, I was not involved in those types of investigations or cases, but we were all held accountable for the mistakes of those that did, that were involved. So for instance, after Operation Crossfire Hurricane, we all had to do something called Virtual Academy. We had to go in and study and take these exams, talking about, you know, what went wrong in that investigation. I have to tell you that doing a virtual academy training does not fix the problem. Character and honesty of those working at the FBI cannot be ingrained in someone because they are asked to take a training on virtual academy after something of this sort.
1: There's no question about that. But the Justice Department, President Biden, and to some extent Christopher Wray, but lesser, have defined the major problem in the United States as right-wing militia groups that's they say flat out that's the biggest threat not the human traffickers not the drug cartels not al-qaeda it's right-wing extremists the biggest domestic threat surely you knew that you were heard right. that does right. fbi concur that that's the biggest threat agents on the
3: field and ground level would Not agree with that. I myself did not agree with that. That is not what I saw as the biggest threat facing this
1: country. That's a blatant example of politics. I'll give you another one: abortion clinics. So there have been hundreds of attacks on Catholic churches in the last few years. Hundreds. But the FBI has solved very few of them. I don't even know if there's any investigations into any of them. But Abortion clinics, they're hauling people in right and left, pro-life people who may overstep, go too close to the clinic, or yell at somebody going in for information or whatever. FBI's all over it. That's what the Richmond office did with the Catholic Church. It was targeted at people who were pro-life. Did the FBI agents, you and others, know that was happening?
3: We saw it happening. Like I said, there was a pattern of this type of behavior occurring over and over and over. Again, for me, I personally started seeing it during Operation Crossfire Hurricane. I also saw it during the Hillary Clinton email investigation. You answered
1: the question. You saw it. You Mm -hmm. saw it. You saw it. Yep. The FBI bureau chief and all of them all around the country in Miami, Denver, Seattle, wherever it may be, they have to answer to Washington, D.C., They can't go against the prevailing political sentiment coming out of there, correct?
3: So that is one of the issues that I believe is occurring at the FBI. There is too much power at the headquarters level and up in the D.C. area, whether it's WFO or whether it's, you know, the Baltimore field office or headquarters. The cases need to be decentralized and need to be worked out of the individual field offices.
1: So I am correct in saying that Washington, like a giant octopus, is basically controlling all of the bureaus and the bureau chiefs, the FBI chiefs in charge, aren't going to go against Washington. That's
3: something that we that we saw, you know, we just saw that there was a lot of. Guidance coming down from headquarters and you're basically, that's what you do. Each individual field office is separate, right? But all this is an example of something that, that I saw and that we all saw at the Bureau. During the summer of 2020, there were cities burning to the ground. There were federal buildings that were being damaged. And there was no call out for FBI to respond to protect those, those buildings and to protect these cities. But yet, you know, when it comes to a political uh, matter, you know, around January 6th, The force of the FBI was enlisted. And so there was just a very stark contrast.
1: After the George Floyd riots and the Antifa in in Oregon and all this, the FBI essentially stood down. Didn't look at it. Right. Go ahead. Right.
3: There was was never like a widespread call out like there was for um, January 6th. There just wasn't. I mean, we received multiple emails saying, hey, you know, we need volunteers to come to D.C. for this. I never saw a widespread call-out bureau-wide during 2020. I just did not.
1: All right. Ms. Parker, thanks for your candor and honesty. It's a service to the American people. We really appreciate it, and we hope we can speak to you again soon.
4: Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on hollywoodtakeover.com bill. That's hollywoodtakeover.com B-I-L-L.
1: Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Two four five six thousand. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com/slash/bill, or you can call one eight hundred two four five six thousand. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Thank you. Okay, so there you have it. I think that's the best coverage you'll get on the Ray hearings and the FBI from anywhere. If you see any good coverage, anybody else doing anything worthy? Please let me know. Bill at BillO'Reilly.com. Bill at BillO'Reilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. All right. So, President Biden gave a speech in Lithuania today. Rah, rah speech. We're going to stand behind NATO. Um, we're going to stand behind Ukraine. Um, all 31 uh, NATO members are united. He spoke to Zelensky. Um, and uh, status quo. OK? That's not a bad thing. Speech was very uninspired. I watched it. I I don't even have a soundbite to show you. It's the usual predictable stuff, okay? And again, I think the Biden administration did the right thing in helping Ukraine and confronting Putin because Putin is now being downgraded. As far as Ukraine in NATO, no. Not now. Ukraine's got to prove itself. So we're going to defend them against the Russian invaders. That's the right policy. But to just put them into NATO, they have to prove themselves. Because historically, Ukraine's been a very corrupt country. We don't want to get into a shoot war with Russia or anybody else because we're backing a corrupt country. So Ukraine, after this is all over, all right, and I hope it leads to Putin's demise, which it may well, they got to prove themselves. If they're stealing a lot of aid money and they're doing all kinds of nefarious things, Now, you just don't give them NATO membership. they got to earn it, just like Sweden and Finland. And that's where Biden is off today to Finland um, to say hi, how are you, all of that. Um, Let's get back to Washington. So Speaker McCarthy yesterday, probably heard about this, said he may force David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation, to testify in front of Congress. You know, he can force Weiss to come in, but Weiss is going to say what Ray says. Uh, you know, it's under, we might charge him with something else. So I can't, you know, but that's that. Now, let's go to the campaign. So I told you earlier this year that the No Spin News, BillOReilly.com, would begin in earnest to cover the 24 presidential election in August. Well, August is almost here unfortunately, summer just whizzes by. So I'm going to start to cover now. Not crazy, but when I see something interesting, I'm going to bring it to your attention. And I did see that last night. So former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie appeared on Fox News, and he confused me. All right, let's roll sound cut number one. I was the first one on board in 2016. I chaired his opioid commission. I chaired his transition. Mm-hmm. I prepped him for the debates in 16 and in 20. You're talking about Donald Trump. And it's true. Christie was first on board. He prepped uh, Trump for 16 and 20 for the debates. Chris Christie. About three minutes later, here's what Christie said. Go. He didn't repeal and replace Obamacare with a Republican Congress when he said he would. He added $6 trillion to the national debt. He didn't build the wall in Mexico. He built 47 miles of wall. And guess what? We paid for every nickel of it. We got the first peso from Mexico. And so when you look at the ways that he failed us. Okay, so if he was that bad, why did you prep him for the debate in 2020? I'm a simple man. Simple man. So, so I'm not... Trump's press agent here. Okay, I I could rebut Christie on all of those, but that's not my job. But my job is, you just said, Governor, two minutes ago, that you prepped him for the debates at 20, and now you're telling me that he did a terrible job as president, so why would you prep him? Now, a skilled interviewer would have picked that up immediately. I was yelling in my living room. I picked it up. But no. No. Okay. Jason Miller is a senior advisor to Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Miller's been on board with Trump for a long time. Um, and he said something very interesting yesterday. Go
0: at the moment president trump has indicated that he's unlikely to participate at least in the first two debates he's up by 30 40 and even new polling shows he's up by almost 50 percent in certain places it really wouldn't make much sense for him to go and debate right now with a bunch of folks who are down at three four and five percent
1: and that's true i mean and but the big reason is if trump showed up to that fox news debate at the end of august all of them are going to gang up on him and the moderators Okay, so why would you do that? Why would any human being? You can't. You can't fend it all off. And the press is salivating for that. It's not about being afraid. It's about being sane. So how do I know that the moderators would be against Trump? Because, and this is true, the New York Times got something right. I can't even remember the last time that newspaper got anything right, but they got this right. So the ownership of Fox News now wants Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin to run, and they would back him. Now, I am an admirer of Youngkin. I think he's very smart and very strong. I hope he's honest. I don't know, but I hope he is. But up until this time, the ownership of Fox News was backing DeSantis. Okay? But he has not performed well, the governor of Florida, on the campaign trail. He's not making inroads anywhere. So they've shifted, and I know this to be true. So, again, if you work for a corporation, the corporation is favoring a certain person. There you go. Reparations for African Americans. It is happening actually happening. The city of Evanston, Illinois, 75,000 population, has given out money and the average about 25,000 per head to blacks who lived in Evanston from 1919, so that would be their families, and 1969, a 50-year period. The reason is Evanston had a discriminatory policy, housing policy, toward blacks. And Evanston now says, because of that, we're going to give you 25000 So it looks like about 140 African-Americans are going to get the money. Where is the money coming from? Marijuana sales taxed within the Evanston city limits interesting i did not know any of this so reparations are underway okay here's an update on brown university love this story love it brings me back to my college days i wrote a message of the day i hope you read it uh and i was on news nation last night with leland Vitter, former fox news guy uh talking about this so just to recap Student newspaper did a survey, 38% of Brown students say they're gay or they could be gay or they might be gay or something. And that got immediately into the partisan media, go. You know,
0: Brown University, uh, they, they wanted to focus on, on math, on history, on the, uh, uh, on English, on the basics, but 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 expounding on those things to make scholars out of our, the next generation of people. So to have 40% of the people, the, the, the individuals that go to Brown University identify with a gender other than what they were given by
1: God, uh, it's absurd, it's absolutely absurd. Okay, what's really going on here? So as I said, I was on News Nation with Leland last night, here's what I said, go. So when I read this study from Brown, the first thing that occurred to me is that according to all science, about 7% of the world's population is gay. I mean, if you go back and you trace every study from Kinsey on, it's about 7%. It's pretty consistent. So all of a sudden, we have Brown at 38%. So my Sherlock Holmes hat goes on, and I'm pretty much convinced that the Daily newspaper gave this survey to a bunch of kids who are Weisenheimers to borrow a phrase from Jackie Gleason, and who said, yeah, I'm gay. Uh, I'm sure. Whatever, I'm gay. I am, I am. And I would have done the same thing had I been in college and I got a survey like that. So the kids said they're gay and they're happy to take everybody for a ride, which they did, Leland, as this broke on social media. All right, 38% of brown students gay, maybe if they have an affirmative action program that's recruiting gay kids we don't know about, but it's absurd. Back in the Vietnam War, you weren't around, Leland. I was that's around true. and I was in college. You know how many communists and socialists there were in this country? Um, they loved Ho Chi Minh. They, they loved it. And this and that. America, burn a flag. About that, uh, 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 it was trendy. Right. It was Woodstock. They were all right. buying I, in. I know those people. Most of them are in the country club hitting golf balls with, eight, and they love America now. Okay, so that's my message. Everybody should calm down. There you go. Smart life. Nine million Americans have bailed out of USA, nine million. I get letters every day going, I don't know if I can live here anymore. It's so corrupt. It's so bad. I don't want to live here. Where should I go? Whatever. Every day I get letters. So you got nine million and there is a, a group called the Expat Insider. Expat is expatriate. That means you live somewhere else. Took a survey, um, 12,000 expats. And they say that Mexico is the best place to go if you're an American and you want to move out to a foreign country. That's insane, as the Mexican homicide rate is hovering around 50,000 people a year. It's the most corrupt country in the Western Hemisphere, and that's saying something. And then uh, this survey puts the top 10 destinations. Here they are. So Mexico, number one, if you want to blow out of USA. Spain, number two. Spain's a nice country. I mean, I wouldn't live there. Panama, third world nation, very inexpensive to live there, very hot. Malaysia, third world, Muslim country, very hot. Taiwan, I don't think you want to be moving to Taiwan. (laughs) My place might be invaded any second. Thailand, uh, yeah, you know, very hot, corrupt government. Costa Rica, I, I wouldn't move there. A lot of crime there, they don't tell you about. Philippines, very inexpensive to live. Bahrain, wow, who knew? That's scalding hot. And number 10 is Portugal. So if you want to move out, those are the top 10 places. This day in history, July 12th, 100 BC. See, I still say BC and AD. I'm not woke. So 100 BC, who was born? Who? Julius Caesar, born 2,122 years ago today to a rich family, became a soldier, very brave, charismatic, uh, put together some uh, legions, went up to Gaul, present day France, kicked some butt up there. He ruled Gaul for eight years. All right, got very powerful, very powerful. And the Roman senators recalled him from Gaul and said, you're no longer a military commander. you got to come back as a civilian. Caesar said, I don't think so. Took his legions, crossed the Rubicon, had a battle with Pompey, kicked Pompey's toga, and installed himself as a dictator for life for Rome. One month later, he was summoned to the Senate and then stabbed to death by the senators. So he's very famous. Allegedly said et tu, Brute, to his best friend, Brutus, who was stabbing him like this. Okay. Caesar never said it. That line was written by William Shakespeare. Julius Caesar, born 2,122 years ago today. Back with mail and a final thought that you're going to like. Let's go to the mail. Uh, Ken Summers, Canton, Georgia. Why is the Pope the only or best person to urge peace negotiations between Russia and Ukraine? Because the Vatican is a influential place. And the Pope has done everything he could possibly do to get Putin to the peace table, and Putin won't do it. I mean, simple as that. Larry Holt, Missin Viejo, I'm a 20-year-old... I'm a 20-year viewer. Own all your books. I value your honest, direct approach to the news. Please help me understand how President Biden has the authority to continue to send money and arms to Ukraine without a vote by Congress. Excellent question. The uh, Foreign Assistance Act of 1961, passed by Congress, signed by JFK, gives the president the power to order the State Department to send humanitarian and military aid to any country the president wants very good question Larry Deborah Tanner war trace Tennessee with the current group running for president I'm seriously considering not voting for the first time since 1988 motivate me not my job to motivate you Deborah you don't want to vote that's your conscience don't vote I would go write in your own name or a friend's name or my name or whatever, but not my job to motivate you to vote. John, concierge, remember I would counter your assessment that there are no religious people who are fighting the relentless secularists. Please consider Franklin Graham, James Dobson, Jason Whitlock, among others. That's right, but they're not nearly as powerful as uh, Franklin Graham's father, Billy Graham, or Bishop Sheen, or clerics in the past who had national forums. That was my point. David Spano, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Bill, uh, what do you know about the abrupt firing of Geraldo? I don't think he was fired. He, I talked to him, and he said he just had had enough. Geraldo Rivera will be here on Monday on the No Spin News, so we will find out. Lisa Thompson, Flippin' Arkansas. My husband and I have been long-time fans of yours ever since the O'Reilly factor since you left FNC the outlet has become very repetitive I agree with that Um, there's a fear not just at Fox across the board Maureen Raymond Waldwick New Jersey do you feel comfortable endorsing products on your radio show we do our best vigilance if they have better Business Bureau ratings a or higher a plus We take there but we can't go day to day on it so if something happens then we alert you or we don't take their ads or whatever but all we can do is investigate as best we can Nancy LaFrance Atlanta Michigan hey Bill received my uh, no is it a no spin mug or a team normal mug I think it's a team normal mug and sure today both very high quality we Pride ourselves in that, Maureen. Nancy, I should say. I love the weight of the cup. It will not tip over and on and on and on. We have the best products. Team normal. Because we that I have control over. And they better be good because they got to send them to me first. Okay. Killing the witches. You're getting a lot of buzz now on this. Uh, comes out September 26th. Great Halloween gift. But you're going to want to read it. You can order it in advance. You'll get it first. BillOReilly.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all of that. Then we have the Summer Reading Program, which has been extremely successful, and it gives me um, pleasure to know that thousands of Americans are reading books, get Killing Crazy Horse, Killing the Killers, Killing the Legends, and a Team Normal hat, Thirty-two ninety-five. That's a piece of salmon in, in an upscore restaurant, Thirty-two ninety-five. That's salmon, and it don't even give you a vegetable. Okay, three books and a hat, salmon. <laughs> Here you go. Word of the day, do not be Saturnine, S A T U R N I N E, Saturnine, when writing to me, Bill at BillO'Reilly.com, name in town, please. And we'll be back with the final thought in a moment. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, final thought of the day. I got a nice note from our radio chief, who distributes me on the radio, saying, O'Reilly, you're kicking butt. Uh, We have more than 300 affiliates cross-country. Our flagship station is WABC in New York. This is the legacy station of all time in America, WABC. And you can listen to it wherever you are. If you go WABCradio.com and it clicks right on it, it says, listen live, bing. So there's the ad today in the New York Post. Um, And we are on at 9 p.m., they take a simulcast of the No Spin News. We're on at 7.40 with Sid Rosenberg in the morning, Sid and Friends, commentary then, and then with Curtis Slewa about 12.05, 12.06, shortly after noon. So we got three hits every day, WABC. They're a great partner for us, an excellent partner. Um, and we, I want to give them an attaboy on uh, final thought today. So I like the show today. I think it was very worthy. I hope you did, too. We always like to hear from you in the mail segment. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now,
4: you want to get mixed up in the family business.
0: Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com.